Good morning and welcome to HealthWorks. This is Carol Kanier, Way Memorial Community Health Manager. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, and so on today's show, I have a returning guest. I have Dr. James Cruz. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Carol. Um, and so for those of you that may not know, uh, Dr. Cruz is the Chief Medical Officer at Way Memorial Community Health Centers, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And you have been with us, I know, each time it's going to add on a couple of months. Yes, yeah. I've been here for eight years. Yes. Uh, I guess almost eight and a half. Okay. That's wonderful. And we are so happy that you're here. Um, so, you know, I am bringing back an old topic. I wouldn't say old, but a topic that we've talked about many times is COVID-19. Um, it's not going away. No, it's not going away. We thought it was. We thought it would, but it isn't. Right, right. And I think more now is um, we are learning more about it. But I think what's also important to know is now that we're coming into the winter months, um, COVID really we thought would kind of lessen during the summer. It hasn't. But what um, you know the CDC is recommending, medical professionals are recommending, is boosters. Correct. Yes, so there's really a push this fall for boosters. You know, fall's typically our season for flu shots is is to go ahead and get your COVID booster also. And we really think that'll probably will be the long-term strategy is every fall, get your flu shot and your COVID booster. Right, right. Because we know each time someone gets a booster, it builds up their immunity, correct? Yes, it builds up your immunity. You know, if you've had the primary series, you have some amount of immunity. But we know with all the coronaviruses, this happens, and it seems to be happening with COVID, too, that the immunity wears off after several months. You know, some of the other coronaviruses are that common cold virus that comes around every year. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, you know, you, you get a good immunity for a while, but then it wears off. And we're kind of seeing the same thing with COVID. Uh, that's a lot more severe than the common cold is that we do tend to lose our immunity over time, uh, much like with flu, and mm-hmm. that we need to be boosted. Right, right. You know, we talked about this a little bit before, you know, we started to record the show is, you know, it's really hard to say how many people out there are really walking around with COVID right now. Right. We, <laughs> we know we have a lot of COVID right now. We have more than we did. I think we have more than we did that last year at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be certain because of the currently people aren't testing as much and a lot of testing occurs at home and it's not being reported. But we have a, um, certainly we had more this summer than we saw the previous summer. And so that's going into the fall and winter with fairly high numbers. Right. But once again, I can't give you those numbers because mm-hmm. uh, it's just not being as tracked as well. Right. Um, people aren't testing. Uh, people that are testing at home aren't necessarily, uh, those numbers don't get reported. Mm-hmm. But I can just tell from the volume of COVID I'm mm-hmm. seeing in the office, the volume of phone calls we're getting. That, it, that it's definitely out there and at a fairly high rate right now. Right. And I, and I know, you know, personal friends and family that never had had COVID now have had it in the last six months, even three months, you know, that, again, they're vaccinated, but it is seems to be more prevalent. Well, the, and there's a couple parts of that. One is the current Omicron variants we're seeing, BA4, BA5, are actually the most contagious of any of the strains we've seen in the past two and a half years. Um, so we've got a very contagious strain. May not make people as sick, uh, but it's really spreading, spreading around a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the 
it, it is more changed from the original variant that the vaccines were made against. So the old vaccine is not as effective against it. Doesn't mean it's not effective. It definitely reduces the risk of uh, hospitalization or death. But that's really why they came out with these the new vaccines targeting Omicron is because of um, to improve our immunity against a specific variant and uh, to give us a little boost, you know, with the, with this really contagious variant and with winter coming. Right. So you know, speaking of the of the boosters, and actually, you know, I've I've heard of the new name. Um, Biovariant. Bivalent. Bivalent. See, and it, uh, it means it's got. It basically means it's got two parts to it. And so we talk about the old monovalent, which was just against the original COVID strain. Um, this is bivalent. It has the the same protein for the original COVID strain, make at half dose, and then they have a half dose of the protein that's very specific to Omicron, and particularly Omicron BA4 and BA5. So it's a spike protein, um, you know, the same technology, the mRNA technology, but with this slightly different protein. Mm -hmm. And again, it just gives you more protection than the original mono. It gives you, it gives you more protection than the original vaccine does. The interesting thing in their studies, they showed that after being boosted, of course, in the studies, they compared the original vaccine to this new bivalent vaccine. And in both groups, there was a significant increase in the level of neutralizing antibodies. That's antibodies that block the virus um, after a booster. So 30 days after a booster, which are, whether you got the old one or the new uh, bivalent, you saw a jump in the level of neutralizing antibodies. But by using this new one that is specifically targeted to, to Omicron, you see about 75% greater increase in antibodies against Omicron. Oh, that's and that's really what's going on. Right, right. You, you see the same amount of increase against the old strain, mm -hmm. the same amount of increase in antibodies, but 75% more antibodies against Omicron using this new bivalent vaccine that has Omicron protein in it. Right. And is it correct? So, you know, because any kind of new vaccine that's out, they have to do some research. So this um, bivalent one is for uh, individuals 12 and older, it's correct? It's for individuals 12 and older. Um, you know, it, it takes a while to get data. I always say that data takes time. Um, and there's a, they have a little bit higher bar on the under 12 uh, as far as the, the studies, very specific things that, that they require so that data is not out on the the under twelve year olds, but it's the over twelve year olds where the data is right now. And really, that's the most important group to protect. We really want to protect all age groups because, like with flu, immunizing children against flu reduce the death deaths in older adults. We've right. seen good studies on that, and you know. Even though kids don't tend to get as sick with COVID, immunizing kids against COVID keeps them out of school, keeps them from getting sick, and definitely helps protect grandma. Right, right. And so, but right now they're not doing the new bivalent in the under 12 group. It's for 12 and older. Right. And, but there are some boosters for that age group for 5 yep. to 11, right? Yes. There you see so, original one. So they're still boostering with the original the monovalence, and so now we've got our new, our new terms we can use. <laughs> yes. uh, they're still boostering the 5 to 12-year-olds with the original vaccine and the over 12. So any age, any adult 12 to 102, they're recommending the new bivalent. 
Right. And um, the same companies are making them, Pfizer and Moderna, correct? Same companies are making them. um, Really, if you think about it, the safety profile should be exactly the same. Right. You know, this is, it, it's, it's even the same protein that, that it's making. It's just shifted a little bit because of some mutation, you know, mutations of the protein. It's still the spike protein. It's just this mutated spike protein that has a little bit different shape and a few different binding sites. So you would not expect any difference at all in side effects, risk, anything like that by, by slightly changing the protein in, in, in the vaccine because all the rest of the vaccine is the same. Right. And so one age group that we do have to mention, too, is that six months to like four so, and 12, 11 months. So under five. Currently, they're not recommending boosters in the six months to five of either type of booster. However, I will point out their original series is a three dose series. So just like we do three doses of a lot of things in kids because of the way their immune system works, they found that doing a lower amount, but doing three doses instead of two for the primary series was more effective in okay. that group. Mm-hmm. So they should be getting three shots anyway, but it's not technically a booster. Okay. So, yes. So if you're listening out there and, um, you know, if you haven't been vaccinated for COVID, please go out and do that. But if you have, you want to sign up for those boosters. And we are having clinics, correct? Yes. We're having clinics. Um, Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers are currently doing clinics every Wednesday. We're alternating between Homesdale and our and doing it in Pike County at I believe the Pike Training Center. Mm-hmm. I know on um, Wednesday, September twenty eighth, it'll be at the Pike Training Center, and then it'll be back the following Wednesday here in Homesdale at the Sturbridge Mall. Right, and then switch every right. week back and forth. Um, people do need to register. You do need to register. We really encourage people to register online. If you go to WMH.org, there's a banner at the top of the page that says novel coronavirus, mm-hmm. COVID-19. And right below it is a button that says schedule your vaccine. And you can go on there. You can pick the clinic, sign up for it yourself. Just pay attention to whether you're signing up in, uh, for the <laughs> one in Sturbridge or the one in Pike. Because you don't want to drive to Pike and find out you're supposed to be at Sturbridge. Right. It's a long way. It is a long ride, especially with the cost of gas nowadays, right? We don't want yes. people driving unnecessary. And if you can't schedule online, you can call uh, one of our offices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not the... When, when vaccines first rolled out, it was crazy volumes. People trying to come from, I don't know, drive from Florida to come up here to get a vaccine. People, mm-hmm. you know, driving all over the place to get the vaccine. And we it was impossible for us to handle the call volume. Right. We prefer for you to do it online, but if you need to call our office to get it scheduled, that's fine. Exactly. So, you know, we talked about people having COVID. What happens if you're exposed to COVID or if you have COVID? What are the the new guidelines? So, um, new guidelines for exposure. So, that they've changed a little bit. or They changed a while back, but they've really clarified a few more points. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're exposed but don't have symptoms, you do not need to quarantine. Now, it is really important, though, if you ha- know you had an exposure and make, you know, monitor for symptoms and make sure you're wearing a face mask. I know a lot of us have gotten away from wearing our face masks when we go places. You really need to wear your face mask if you've been exposed. Um, you know, probably don't go to events you don't need to go to, you know, indoor events or something. Avoid uh, people that you know that are at higher risk, you know. So if you had an exposure, probably cancel that trip to grandma's this weekend. Right. Um, but uh, but you don't have to quarantine anymore. Just make sure you wear a mask. And, it, and then they still recommend testing on day six after exposure. 
course, if it's positive, then we address that. If it's negative, you still should wear your mask for another five days, for a mm-hmm. total of 10 days. So whereas you used to have to quarantine for those 10 days, let's say you can go out and about as long as you wear your mask and, mm-hmm. and practice good, you know, good safety measures. Right. Right. And if you do have COVID? If you do have COVID, the current guidelines are you can do a shorter isolation of five days. There's some specific requirements for that. Is um, The symptoms need to be mild. Um, if you have mild or moderate, maybe. If you have severe symptoms, if you have a severe cough, uh, shortness of breath, um, then you should go ahead and continue with that 10 days of isolation. Also, for that five days, you need to be, be have no fever for 24 hours without fever reducers, and your symptoms have been significantly improved. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, and, and those guidelines do not apply to healthcare workers. This is for the general community. Oh, okay, okay. So they're a little bit more. They're a little stricter for healthcare workers. Right, because they're going to be around patients. You'd be around patients. Some, some that that are immune suppressed. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then I know there was one more that I had to ask you about. The flu shot. Flu shot, okay, yes. In regards to you, boosting you can, and all that You can stuff, get yeah. your flu shot. Um, you can get it at the same time. Now, in general, we recommend waiting until October to get your flu shot because kind of like your COVID vaccine starts to lose a, wear down a little bit over time, so does the flu shot. And they recommend not getting it too early because most of the bad flu season is usually in January and February. Okay. So I recommend waiting until October, but in October, you, you can get your COVID and uh, COVID booster and your flu shot at the same time. And I'm pretty sure they'll have those at our clinics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, see, I learned something new from being on, your, <laughs> on the show too. Um, so, you know, we talked about a lot of information. Where is some of the best places to go for current information? You know, I, I really say cdc.gov is really where you get most information. It has There's a really good tool about if you need a booster, which booster you need, and you kind of plug in when did you have it done, and it really helps you kind of sort out a, a, a kind of a quagmire of recommendations for right. different age groups and different vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know, like, you know, if someone had... COVID just uh, a month ago, they may need to wait another month or so to receive their booster. You don't really have to. You can get, oh. your, you get your booster at any time after you've recovered. Okay. Uh, you know, some, I, I think some providers do say, hey, we'd wait a couple of months because we know you have good immunity uh, for those first two months afterwards. But you can really get your booster at any time. Right. And the other, I think, really interesting thing in their study is they actually looked at people who had had COVID uh, or not had COVID, and even if they've had COVID, uh, you still get a significant improvement in your circulating immunity by getting a booster. See, what, what better news than that? Um, so, Dr. Cruz, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the show yet again to, you know, really bring this real helpful information to our community. Well, you're welcome. You're, thanks, thanks for having me on, Carol. Yeah, it won't be the last. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is Carol Kanier, Way Memorial Community Health Manager. I want to wish you a great day, and thank you for listening.